Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the first Chelsea podcast after a Premiership game. That was against Swansea. I'm joined by, back from his holidays and probably spinning lots of grooves, Mr. Jeff Young. Good evening. Good evening, Jeff. And the man who is known as the Rottweiler of the pod waves, the man who is angrier than anyone can be about most things. But I heard he's not so angry this week. It's Andy Saunders. Well, it's a complete lie. I'm not angry. I'm a nice, chilled guy. You know that. Well, that's not, that. that's not altogether true. I met somebody the other week who does an impression of you that used to work with you five or six years ago. And it was so angry. I just knew who it was straight away when I heard the impression. <laughs> so, I don't know. You have, you been, have you been on holiday? No, we don't have time for that. Uh, okay. Been off doing things for the new book and promoting that and... I don't like What's going, the new book, Kerry? I was going to say, what? yeah, we missed an opportunity there, didn't we? What's oh. the, go on, it's the, it's a, the second book about birds that I've written with Ralph Steadman uh, called Nextinction, about all the birds of the world today that are critically endangered. And it's a story told, hopefully, with a bit of humour about a serious subject. Very good. And who's books. the publisher? Bloomsbury. Great. Excellent. Okay. Aren't they people who do Harry Potter? They are the people who do Harry Potter and I. Oh. Excellent. So, That's back the title to the of my autobiography. Yes. Back to football. So, well, I mean, what's it been like? Because I know everyone's kind of regrouping. It's a ridiculously early start to the season, well, isn't it? Well, I would say this. Well, it's only a week. Well, I would say this as well. <laughs> Actually, none of us went to the game, which <laughs> highlights what a bunch of plastics we are, really. I was in Faroe Airport. You were doing well, I, a gig in Brentwood. I, I was working, so I saw most of it except the last quarter of an hour. And you were... I was doing a festival at Wilderness 
promoting the book. So where did we all watch it? I watched it Sky on, for on me. delay, Sky Plus. You, you I was same. Sky, yeah, yeah I was Sky Live. I turned my phone off for 36 hours and refused to speak to most people at the festival in case <laughs> I heard the result. Anyone who came up to me, I'd just go, do not talk to me about football. I do not want to know. Well, I was on an EasyJet flight coming back to Luton from Faro Airport and I managed to avoid the result, which I thought was a miracle. Yeah, That's very too. good. It's very good. And but then it's, I was... it's not, it is a bit odd that none of us were at the game, though, wasn't it, really? And Phil, who was going to be in this podcast, last week he managed 10 minutes of the podcast, and this week he's managed no minutes, has had to run away again. But um, he's left us with a few words. Um, he said to say, he's not happy, he's really angry, and thought we were rubbish, and he didn't see the game either. And he ran off the bit because he's in Les Miserables. Yes, he is. No, he did. Doing... He, didn't he say he watched it on his iPad or something? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. And yeah, so he, did. he actually so got he closer. He actually saw it, yeah, yeah. So, so okay, well, shall, shall, we, shall we start off with Swansea? Because yeah. well, interesting. Well, I, I don't know if it was an interesting team lineup. It was actually, I didn't think, we had a conversation. We Neither of us thought Costa would play, did we? Um, and he ended up playing and playing... Uh, you know the whole game and and, and, and looking, looking okay, looking okay, and looking fit and looking like he had presence up front. You know, which mm. was good. Courtois, Ivanovic, Cahill, Terry, Dave was no surprise. Fabregas, Matic was no surprise, and the old three of Hazard, William, Oscar was no surprise either. So he went for a fairly conventional lineup, really. Well, didn't he? interestingly, I remember talking to you before the game. You thought that Moses might play. I thought he might. I thought he might. You see, isn't this isn't this the beast we know as Mourinho? Mourinho. Um, often comes out with things. He tells you all these things he may or may not do, people he's got great hope for, and you start believing it. It's like, you know, all the youngsters that uh, he he was uh, going to be introducing to the squad. There's an interesting thing. I was talking to you about this, uh, Andy, and I'd be interested in your view on this. I think Mourinho always reverts to type. So pre-season, Victor Moses Looks really good, looks really exciting, he's got energy, he looks the fittest out of the whole team, and you think just maybe he'll make the team. He doesn't, but there's another precedent for this where Mourinho talks about players, bigs them up, and then you don't see him. It was like he was talking about Dominic Solanke, Mm. and he was saying, Solanke now, there are two options for him. He either stays at the club and learns from all these important and great players around him, or he goes out on loan, which is a complete waste of time for him. Three days later or something... He's on loan. He's on loan to Vitas Arnhem. Do do you think this is actually a sign of other machinations in the club making decisions... Or, or does Jose have a short-term memory about what he says? I, I personally, I mean, I, I think that you, you have to take what Jose Mourinho says with a pinch of salt. Frankly, generally, I think he says a lot of things for effect. I think he says a lot of things in the heat of the moment. I don't necessarily think that there's a, a, a well thought through narrative in what he says. I don't think there's a master plan. I think people tend to read a lot of things into things that he said. But frankly, I think he he speaks, you know, in the moment. And in the moment, doesn't necessarily take into account other factors that are in, that are in play. And if Vitesse, I think you went to Vitesse, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So Vitesse Arnhem come in and say, look, we really want Dominic Solanke. We'll guarantee him some football. You know, you don't know what happens. Three days is a long time in football. So, you know, maybe that's maybe that's what happens. I tend I to agree with, with most of that. But I think um, if you look at history, he very rarely... Um, not pulls a flanker, but does something really surprising when it comes to selection. Mm. 
I mean, tactically, but my point was there was tactically nothing, nothing he does things sometimes. Was there? No, but no, it's the same old, what, same old. But that's what I'm saying with this Solanke thing. You know, he does after it's like Ruben Loftus Cheek. It's like you know Patrick Bamford. You know, all these people get bigged up and then they end end up either out on loan. I don't think he ever really well, begged up. Okay, Patrick Bamford, let, let's put it no, this he way. Said, he said he he rated him and thought he had a good future. Now he said positive things about Bamford. No, but not to the point where you ever no. thought that he would come in and. and I still and think that what what he. He does. reverts to time. He, or, yeah, he always plays the best side that he possibly can play, certainly from the off. And if we're 3-0 up, someone might get a shot. Um, yeah, un- unless you, unless you play a cup game. The, yeah, we, we hadn't got the red card. I think somebody would have got a shot, frankly. Yeah, well, well, they'd have got a shot if we were winning. Mm. Um, somebody needed to get yeah. a shot for the performance, really. Well, well yeah. We, 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 I mean, there's a, I mean should, we, should we talk about it? I, you know, I said to you... Um, before last week's podcast, when was the last time we'd never we we'd never won a game in preseason? And then you, we lost the Community Shield. Now we've drawn our first game in the Premiership. We haven't won a game since the end of last season, and we do not look we sharp. We beat PSG. We beat Barcelona. Oh, on penalties! That's all <laughs> bullshit. You know, it's like, and and let's face it. At the end of the season last year, a couple of times it was like. Really tough going, and that's what it looked like again Saturday. Saturday to me could have been May the first of this year. Well, I think actually from about February March earlier on this year, we looked like oh, we, were, yeah. we, we were a completely different team. Yeah, you know? no, and, no. and, and, and I that's what think I mean. We, we didn't really push on. Yeah, no, as I'm, we got I'm through total, the end I'm of the season, it was it was it was tough, and it looks like we picked the ball up in exactly the same moment for a, a, for want of a use of a Mourinho word. You know, we are in this moment and all that kind of thing, and. You know, I've been looking at fans' forums and all kinds of things, and there's all kinds of people pushing the panic button. I don't necessarily think we we need to push the panic button, but I do think we haven't moved on as a side. Now, whether that's because we haven't got any new blood or what, well, on that point, it, it what looks do you think a bit about the lack of signings. Well, um, I'm going to give you a slightly different spun answer on that. I think. At the moment, Mourinho's body language is he's bloody miserable and he's obviously got the hump about something. And I think it's because we haven't grabbed anyone in the summer of note. We've grabbed players, but these are going to, some of them are kids who are going to come through, etc., etc. Um, but we haven't grabbed anyone of note. And I think either people have got a bit uh, kind of cheeky with their pricing or something and that's put the club off, or we've not been able to get one player because the the club we're trying to buy from can't get someone in to replace the one they want to sell. All that kind of domino, dom- yeah, it dom- domino effects uh, selling, and I and I think not there is a problem, but I think what are we you know, lacking, Jeff? Well, at the moment a we're looking, player? yeah, I think so. We're, we're lacking a bit of spark, aren't we? I think I think what we're lacking in quite a lot of areas of the pitch is pace. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that in defence. You know. If you start looking at Swansea, okay, look, it's I the start got of the season. Murdered on Saturday. Exactly, you you can't you can't panic on week one. You know, maybe I think you said this to me, Andy, the other day that actually maybe this is going to be different this season. We're going to grow into the season as opposed to run away from everyone. Well, I hope you're right, but I do think, and I think it, you know, I hate to say something from Alex Ferguson, but he always used to say that when you'd won things, that's when you needed to go out and buy 
couple of really good marquee signings to keep everyone on their toes. Footballers are strange creatures. You look at Man City last year. After they'd won the title, they didn't come out and play for most of the season. Mm. And suddenly, you saw them last night. Okay, it's against a poor West Brom side. But they actually look far more interested in football than they did the whole of last season. Mm. And and maybe, you know, having Sterling, not that he played particularly well, but just seeing that the club going, we need to advance this, so you all need to, to act on this, has an effect. And I don't think anyone has come into the club yet. My my problem is is we, and, and looking at pre-season, I, you know, I'm like, you watched all the pre-season games, we look like we have a major problem with penetration that we cannot cannot get the ball beyond the 18 yard box and create chances I mean even if you look at the Swansea game um, you know they uh, had 10 attempts on target we only had three you know and it's again symptomatic of the fact that we've got a very good striker and we're not getting the ball to him um, you know, if you look at William, for example, you and I were talking before the podcast about the same old William problem, which is he comes on, he gives us energy, he gives us tempo. I think we're big supporters, both of us, big supporters of William, but he does lack the ability to, to provide a pass or or some kind of final product. Yeah, Oscar, and- Oscar, I think, you know, has been harshly treated because I think Oscar was excellent in the first half, and I think, frankly, ran the midfield. And I thought, Hazard, he, I thought yeah, he should have got Hazard didn't really turn up in the first half. Not yeah, really. okay. So on that subject, let's talk about Fabregas. What has happened to Fabregas? I personally personally think that um he's been sussed well possibly but i think you know fabregas should have got hooked on saturday instead of oscar well, I agree. after the sending off i don't know what's happened to fab but he's just he's not on the one at all he's well, just, well, i don't think anything's happened to him i think i think he's exactly the same just a little bit i think my other problem is a lot of our players looked a bit leggy and I don't quite understand that. Yeah, the first that. game of the season. Yeah, that surely can't be. We've flown to America. We've been all over the bloody yeah, place. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I well, maybe they that. got to look at that. I mean, that can't all be down to the fact that, you know, we had a we came back from pre-season a week after everybody else did, you know, which, no, I agree. which I, some people are talking about. Some I, people I, are saying I, Man City came back nine days before we did. Mm. I don't know. Does it make... That might, I guess it does, but I think Fabregas. When I say he's been sussed, I mean that you know everybody knows that Fabregas to really be truly effective in his time and space. Um, and yeah, almost, like you and talk almost, about the quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think Matic has always done a really good job of, of creating that time and space for him. Unfortunately, I think you know any decent manager worth his salt has figured out that if you neutralise Fabregas, you neutralise one of the supply chains, mm. um, and you stick him out. And I thought Shelby was probably man of the match. You know, I thought Shelby did a great job in midfield of harrying and hustling and picking the ball up and, and just being a nuisance. Doing in what he does. That's what yeah, he does. And, you know, not a particularly, I don't think a particularly um, skillful or graceful player, but, no. you know, but a, a real presence in midfield. And he, caused problems and when you've got a player like Montero who absolutely ripped Ivanovic to pieces down their left hand side our right hand side it does expose the fact mm. that when we play a reasonably high line which we did um, we lack pace at the back I just want to briefly rewind a little bit on something you mentioned that we never developed on and this is also something I felt about at the end of last season this whole thing about us just not looking like we're going to score from open play Yeah, we're not playing ticky tacker football but Something's going wrong. We're not creating great opportunities. Three attempts on target against a team like Swansea at home. At home. You know, our shooting... Uh, who our sh- we'd done for nine goals last year, home yeah, and away. 38% shooting accuracy against Swansea at home. They're shooting accuracy 83%. You know, something's not going right there. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? You know, Swansea, the first Premier League team to score twice against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge since Swansea 
last year. <laughs> you know, bizarrely. Yeah. You know, he do seem to have a little bit of a voodoo well, sign. And, and funnily enough, it was Ivanovic's worst game for us since that semi-final against fell over Swansea. Twice. Yeah, exactly. We've made all these comments, but, you know, earlier on I said it's our first game. We can't be pushing the panic button. Nah, but I do exactly. think there's, there's some... And let's give them a little bit of credit. Some we yeah, can't, I thought they yeah, were great. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, thought they were good. Good. I thought they were 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 good. That goal was Ayush. magnificent. The little drag back for the goal, absolutely magnificent. But I do... I do th- Think there is a some kind of little malaise going on there, as I said, mainly because of Mourinho's body language and you know the press conferences and all this sort of thing. And you know we've had this incident now with the medical team, and it just yeah. I what's don't your know. view on that? Well, my what view. Tell the listeners what the incident is. Well, the um, in case you didn't see it, in the last minute of the game, Hazard was fouled. He went down, um, and. The medical team came on the came off the bench and went onto the pitch to treat the player. Now, um, Mourinho, I think, and quite, the rule is the player then has to leave the pitch. Yeah, once he's been treated, he obviously has to leave the pitch. Now, I think where Mourinho was right is yes. Once that's happened, the guy's got to leave the pitch. We're then down to nine men, and I do think my own interpretation of the incident was that nobody really had their head on when it all kicked off. I think. Hazard wasn't thinking. Maybe Terry wasn't aware of what was going on. The Matic medical took the worst food kick ever seen. Well, the ma- yeah, the medical staff <laughs> well shouldn't have run. And the only person who seemed to realise the significance was Mourinho. Funnily enough, but since then, of course, we're now hearing Canero, who is basically banished to Cobham and won't travel with the team, be on the bench or anything. So it's almost like she's been constructively dismissed. Um, and it, it, yeah, it just reeks of an unhappy. Well. I mean, that's the kind of stuff. Yeah, that really needs I think to stay it should have stayed doors. behind closed doors as yeah. well. I mean, if even if they did say to her, "Look, you can't do this again. You got to live at Cobham for the rest of your life." It's going to get picked up by the newspapers, and everyone's going to see her not on the bench anyway. So we're not going to know something's wrong. But I think it could have been not played well, out in the media. That's I, all I would say. I think about you're it. right. I, I also think something is amiss that you know. We hear about these tactical masterclasses. All the clubs know what's going on. Hasn't anyone ever thought about this? You know, Mourinho loves to cover all bases. Maybe that's what he's cross about because it's something he never thought of. The fact is, if you watched it on the TV, what happens was Hazard goes over. Everyone stands up on a bench. Mourinho, you think, is shouting for a foul at first, which I think he is, and going, this is dreadful treatment. The medics... Go on, and I think you're right. I think the 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 guy goes on first, yeah, and Eva follows behind, and they both rush on. Now, surely there must be some sort of moment where, let's face it, this isn't rugby. Most of the time, anyone who goes over is not hurt in football. The majority of the time, they're either getting a breather or they're you know playing for time, whatever. They're not seriously hurt the majority of the time. Is there not some sort of semblance of etiquette that goes on whereby the medical staff should look at the manager or one of the other people on the bench and go, shall I no, go what on? Happens well, is well, the, the, other, the other scenario here okay, is, yeah. is that the other scenario is the referee says to Hazard, do you need a trainer? And Hazard says, yes, and they come on. And, and he, at and which he point he on. waves them on. Yeah. The other yeah, thing is, in defence of the medical team, I always think as well, the starter hits the deck. Things aren't looking good. They're on the pitch. You know, it's like it's their job to to fix yeah. to fix the player. Um, I mean, 
But if, uh, if the referee uh, listen, uh, ushers the medical team on, the medical team come on. That's my point. Yeah, yeah but that's they, their job. Yeah, but it's not but, down to the ref unless it's a head injury. But listen, that's you know the only what? Thing. You, you know no, what? You're missing my point. The point is, if the referee has asked the player, and we don't know whether he did or not, and Hazard says, I need attention, the referee ushers on the medical team. It's not his decision. They don't have to come on. They don't have to come on. He says it. But he ushers them on, and they instinctively come on. Yeah, but what I'm saying, there's a sense of etiquette. Something has got missed out of everyone in that thing. And I think... I think that's what Mourinho is the most cross about. Is it's a situation that no one had ever thought about yeah, before. Yeah, I look, I, 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 I am. Look, I am not the brain of Britain by any long stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I'm not. Oh. But the thing I was going to say to you is that we, we before we did the podcast, I had a chat with you, and I said to you, I tumbled what was going on immediately. And the one of the reasons I tumbled is because for years I've been watching matches, and I've seen a player go down at a certain point in the game, and you're thinking, do get up. Because when the medical team come on, you've got to come off the pitch. And it might be a centre-half or a centre-forward we're going to need at that particular point because there's a set-piece or something. And because they don't, because either they're not very intelligent or they're just not thinking clearly. So this situation, I've thought of it myself mm. where I'm watching games for years. Yeah. Get up. Think about well, what Drogba you're doing. Be, you don't worst, need medical attention. Drogba used to go down three or four yeah, times in a game. You know. So, um, yeah, that's... So for me, that banging I could, I was could, Jeff could, getting rather yeah. irate on the Sorry, desk. Yeah, I could, I could see Mourinho's point, but at the same time, I think what's happened to the staff afterwards has been a bit like, wow, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I, a, I think it's a bit. But I think there's a lot of things not being handled very well. Um, if we go on to something else, another moment of contention for some, and for me, it's not a moment of contention, is the red card penalty and goal for Swansea. For me, it was a red card all day long. For me, it was a penalty. For me, he kind of deserves it. Well, listen, it was a penalty. I agree. It was a penalty. I think it's open to debate whether it's a red card. Well, yeah. I, I, I Look, mean, I'm not was... disagreeing with you. If it, if it, would, it was given a red card, I didn't really disagree with it. But to say it was cut and dried, 100% red card, I think, it, I think if it hadn't been given a red card, I wouldn't have gone, oh, we got away with one. The there. only other thing was the player was just about to move away from goal. Exactly. And if Thibaut hadn't have done him... Could Gary Cahill have it got It was there? really high at the end of the day. It was it's a not dangerous that, It's like if Thibaut lets him card. go. Well, we don't know. He's not we said do. anything. He, well, it, it's clear he, he gave no, it a he clear goal scoring opportunity. It, it was a, a dangerous dang- tackle. No, I don't think that's not what he gave well, it for. As well. But I think you're right. He, he but I think it's also dangerous. Re- it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a Zuma v Fiorentina, was it? So, you know, let's be honest. Can you imagine that, you know, that is the kind of challenge you do, that Zuma one, when you've been told... No yellow or red cards count for anything in this yeah, game. Yeah, and he just yeah. went, going to have him. It's such <laughs> your worst nightmare getting clattered by Zuma like that, oh, isn't it? Oh, dear. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. yeah but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I... So you, you think cut and dried red card, cut yes. and dried penalty. Okay, yes. I, I, I go with cut and dried penalty. I go with uh, not unhappy that it's a red card, but then wouldn't have been surprised if it wasn't given a red card. That's yeah. my point. And, you, and the, appeal, the appeal was turned down today as well. It was turned down. Yeah, yeah. I think it was stupid appealing it, frankly. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. In that situation... It's it's like in cricket, seeing as we're still in summer, you know, when they appeal a decision for LBW and it always stays with the umpire if it's yeah. slipping yeah, or whatever. Sometimes it's the same worth thing. a shot, you know. So yeah, but that one isn't. And it just uses up, you know. I, I just think sometimes we should just, 
even if things are marginal, just have a bit of grace and just go, yeah, okay, that's done. Well, let, let's let's also give credit where credit's due, though. Asmir Begovic. Just going to say him. Asmir Begovic came in, didn't say the penalty, obviously, wouldn't expect him to, but I thought thereafter did a very good job between the sticks, and I feel quite safe with him in goal. I think he's I a think very, he's a very good decent goalie. And thought, a good signing. I thought, a really uh, good signing. Schwarzer was a good goalie. Yeah, he was when, about 56, though. Wasn't yeah, he? Well, he was, yeah, Who? but when he, Schwarzer, when yeah. he came in, he was he was fine. I think Begovic is, is going to be fine. Yeah, I think he's a good keeper. And I, I have did no well idea why a, a player of his quality and at his age is happy to come and be number two at any club whatsoever. Because well, you I think know he's what? a great keeper. I think I think he could walk into an awful lot of clubs. You, you really I, dis- no idea. I disagree with that. Well, I mean, you, of course no I have an idea. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I the have an idea. playing it's at money. Stoke City. No, it's not the money. He's got, a, sh- money. He's got a chance to the- come to us and experience what could be an amazing season that he's never going to experience with any other yeah. club. It's about the money. It's the money. It's got to be the money. Did we pay him more cynical. money than he got at Stoke City? Of course we did. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some swamp. Jeff obviously had a bump on his head a during the holidays. Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> Footballers, it's all about the money. Utopian sportsman. <laughs> <laughs> but but he is, he's a brilliant keeper. Can we, can we yeah, rewind right, right back to the beginning of this discussion and talk about the first half a little what, bit? We're going to talk about my book again. I I thought that the um, I thought first half was good. I thought we were really good. I thought the tempo of the first half was good. I thought we looked good. We moving the ball around nicely. I, I didn't think we looked like we were going to w- score from open play though. <sighs> well, first you know twenty twenty five minutes. I'm not always expecting us to score from open play. I mean, I think we're building ourselves into the game. But the build up for it thereafter, when it yeah. looked like we were lacking penetration, that became an issue. But first well, 20, 25, 25 minutes, the tempo was good. Ish. We were and we looked, no, I thought, I thought, I thought, we, I thought we were, thought well, we were definitely. It, it well, could have developed into a different performance. You know, we set ourselves a building blocks. The one thing that really annoyed me, the, the best player on the pitch for most of that period was Oscar. Without a doubt, I agree. Some yeah. of some of his touches, some of his little flicks, some of his insight was magnificent. In fact, he was far more like Fabregas has been yeah. than Fabregas was. But why was Oscar taking every single free kick? Okay, he scores from one, and it's a spadgy goal. But the rest of his free kicks were pretty awful most of the time. Well, he's pretty good at free kicks. Yeah, but he wasn't on against Swansea. Yeah, well, and why know, is he taken over? Many, why is he taken over from Fabregas? Well, maybe because Fabregas what, took all the corners last season. You asked me a question. Yeah, I, mean, I think that you know the, the the reason he might have taken over from Fabregas is because in training he's looked like the best free kick taker and he's the designated free kick taker and you know he hit the bar and he scored some great goals. He's a decent free kick you know taker. You know corners. I think that should be Fabregas because he takes a decent corner. Doesn't it's just know? weird because all yeah. last season, Fabregas was our main man, which makes me think, is something not quite for Fabregas at the moment that they've taken him off the pressure of that duty as well? No, I think it's just just that he's, you know, he's... he's Even though Fabregas was the man last year, the whole well, season. Well, for corners. And most of the free was kicks. Was most of the free kicks? Because Oscar Pretty took much. a few free kicks last season as yeah, well. When yeah. Fabregas is on the pitch, so it's mainly Fabregas. But no, I thought Oscar one. was good. I mean, I think William, I thought, you know, we, we were talking about it before, Jeff, about, you know, what big supporters of William we are and, and, you know, what a great player he is. And certainly at the end of last season, I had a shout for, you know, sort of, if there was a, a, a player of the last three or four months of the season, I thought he was definitely it in for a shout him, for yeah. But... I think one of the issues that was highlighted yesterday is, is what does William do when he's got the ball? Because energy, closing down, running, 
tick, tick, tick. You know, what does he do when he's got the ball in terms of final products, in terms of, you know, shooting and passing? I still think that's a part of his game that isn't fully developed. And I think in yeah. that three behind the striker, their job is to get the ball to the striker and to create opportunities. And he doesn't. Mm. And also as well, when we're talking about our player of the season, Eden Hazard, who we all love and we think is a magnificent player, when Jose Mourinho is putting him in the same bracket as Ronaldo before the season until that boy can score more goals and create more goals and dominate games like Ronaldo does it's a stupid it's mm. a stupid comparison and I think for, certainly in pre-season uh, you know apart from that one magnificent goal that he scored um, you know he doesn't look like he's fully engaged with the game so far I mean on on the first half I, I had this perverse view of that of that on Saturday in, in that you know you mentioned the stats earlier on I also thought we were the better side in the first half yet they had a couple of really decent chances that Gomez in particular yeah. didn't, well, that was, and also, didn't we, put away well, we talked about what a great tackle that was from John Terry that sort of went slightly unmentioned yeah they said know? oh he should have yeah. shot earlier well actually he didn't he tried to get himself in a better position and JT coming from the position he was in it was fantastic yeah, yeah Cahill got himself in a great position on the line as well yeah, you, know, you know so credit and you know, to credit be fair the great, you're right you know, it was, it was and the great goal yeah. that AU scored, let's not forget, there was a fantastic save at first. Yeah. And yeah, then was. there was a great block. And then it was a, just a great bit of skill. You know, yeah. we did everything we could to keep that goal out. But yeah. um, The problem but, was coming from Montero down the left-hand side, getting past Ivanovic. He do, just no didn't have do you remember? Through. Do you remember the beginning of last year when we played people like, who was it, Leicester and Burnley and things? And they had a couple of chances against us yeah. over the top and they missed them. Yeah, and they didn't take their chances. Burnley um, scored first. You remember when they? Yeah, when they exactly. Yeah. But you know, we got caught out yesterday, and I was saying to you that perhaps when we're playing the no disrespect, but the lesser sides, they usually have something or somebody in their team with pace, and they've worked out that if you can get it over and through that channel between the back two i.e. Cahill and Terry, you've got a very good chance of bursting through and taking them on. Because Dave and Ivanovic, Ivanovic is usually up by the halfway line anyway. Mm. And Dave stays wide-ish and he's not tucking in as much as, say, Ashley Cole used to. When Ashley knew there was a long ball coming in, you look how close he was to, to the defender so he could cover his ass. Well, that's and why I thought Moses might play, because I thought, you know, a little bit of wit and the ability to get to the byline, and, you know, uh, as opposed to Ivanovic getting halfway into the opposition half and sticking in diagonal ball that hits the first man like he normally does. You yeah. know, I mean, that's the lack of penetration I'm talking about. Here's a question for you. Do we overpass at the moment? I mean, we put together 433 passes to Swansea's 399, and Swansea is seen as a passing team. Are we overpassing? Should we be a little bit more direct? I don't think we're overpassing. Well, I don't know if we're overpassing, but we're not making the right passes a lot of the time. Are we becoming a little bit Arsenal-like no. around the edge of the box? No, I don't. I don't think we're. I mean, Arsenal just keep fanning around and fanning around, and I don't think we're. I don't think we're even close to them. Sorry, in can that, I in that can respect. I just draw away from the subject? But you mentioned the words. Arsenal and fannying. Um, I'd quite like to talk about, you know, uh, something that happened this weekend, which was Arsenal losing to West Ham. And there was a bit of fannying and flapping going on in a certain goal. Is that a goalkeeper that can't can't deal with crosses? Agent Check. Yeah. Has been activated. activated. (laughs) Well, we know that Check has always had a bit of a flap. Yeah. We know that. I mean, well, ever since the head injury, yeah, he's always had a bit of a flap at crosses, and you know, he didn't. I mean, yeah. certainly the first goal when he came out and flapped. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, no I've never seen him come, come out that far. Yeah, I mean, that was poor. I thought the second goal was in some ways poorer. He I thought he was himself I think in position this, for that. I think, yeah, I think he's a bit wrong-footed, and he ended up 
in a kind of a no man's land situation with his own feet. So, yeah. so Jeff, how do you feel about a man you've known and loved for eleven years for going Arsenal. to Arsenal and then conceding two goals like that? How do you feel? Do you laugh or do you go, poor Peter? Well, funny enough, I laughed, but I laughed at the fact that Arsenal, with all this expectation, had suddenly fallen over. And and I wasn't laughing at Petter. You know, I did. I was on Twitter in a flash with all the Asian <laughs> chat. But not laughing. Trying, not, trying, you know, very hard not to make it look too obvious and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I, I think he'll still have a decent season for Arsenal. Yeah. As Wenger said, he wasn't the only one that uh, didn't exactly. Uh, no, but it's, it's lovely to see that he's actually gone straight in and followed the mould of an Arsenal goalkeeper. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, you know, yeah. Chesney will be back in before long. But as I, be as, you know, all these gooners that have been, you know, celebrating all summer about the fact they've got a goalie. I still have said to them, listen, you need someone to stand in front of him now. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I think mean, I think it, you made the point in a previous podcast about, and I said, uh, you know, goalkeeper's not going to win the league, and you said Peter Shilton. But, you know, that we are talking different areas. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, but areas. You, need, areas, areas. you need a different, uh, you need a, a little bit more, as you quite rightly say, than a goalkeeper to win you the league, frankly. I mean, Peter Cech's a magnificent player, and I think, you know, certainly a Chelsea legend, and we love him. But, yeah. you know, I, I must admit, I laughed a bit. Yeah. Mm. I did so oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. The, the other thing we'll quickly touch on before we go on to, the upcoming game um what do we think about Falcao I kind of in a way I'd wished that Mourinho had left him on the bench rather than bringing him on for six and a half minutes I thought it's a thing I hate that substitution in the 83rd 84th minute because it doesn't really do anything you have to change formation you're only down to 10 you might as well come on for William didn't he yeah 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 which was interesting yeah it was odd it it was odd those substitutions are normally the last throw of the dice aren't they and you never know yeah but it's so late for somebody who's been unfit even if the guy doesn't score he might provide a touch or a distraction which allows somebody else in so Do, do we think do you think we have dropped a ricket by taking Falcao. No. Okay, no, I'm, I'm no, curious. I think, well, I think he's a really smart I have signing. to hold my hand up and say that um, for a number of different reasons, Saturday's game was the first game I've seen. So I've not seen, I've not seen a kick. Oh, apart from Tebow's penalty in one of the shootouts. Right. I've not seen a kick a pre-season. I was away when the Community Shield uh, thing was on. So I've not seen a kick. So I, I've not even seen the bloke run. So I, I can't. I'd like to think he's going to be okay. But then we, God bless every, all the other players. We've said this about like the Torreses of this world. Well, you know, they've had bad big... injuries and you just wonder. And he's just had a real bad season with Man U. Mainly, I think, because he didn't get enough game time. Well, look, there's a couple of things in there. Firstly, no, he didn't get enough game time. Uh, he's a very different type of striker than we're used to. He's a fox-in-the-box, six-yard predator. You know, most of the strikers that we're used to are back-to-goal. Um, so what you're saying is his career's over. No, I'm saying Because he won't that, play like that. No, what I'm saying Chris is that, Sutton. you know, Torres, <laughs> Sutton, uh, Shevchenko, they're all back-to-goal. You know, Dave sort of, Mitchell. Well, Shevchenko what, Dave was, Mitchell as well. Shevchenko's another fitness Jobby, yeah, wasn't but the, it? the point being is they're all a striker of a type. You know, they're lone strikers up front. What Falcao gives you is is comes alive in the box. You know, and he's that type of striker. Now the issue is going to be: can we get the ball into that area? Well, the and issue the is issue with is the three sitting behind him. Can they do a job for him? Because I honestly believe he's still one of the best finishers around. Because the goals he scored for Man United were great goals. Yeah, I'm with you. And he I'm hit with the post when he played when he played for them against us at Stamford Bridge. I mean, he's sharp in the box. Question is: can we get balls into the box for him to feed off? Because otherwise, it's 
pointless. Well, let's see. Let's see. Okay, well, no, that... I don't think it's a ricket at all. No, no, okay, no. That's, I, that's I mean, I, I haven't commented because I've not even seen him run. I'm glad we so, get uh, Remy. Yeah, I'd just yeah, like yeah, to I'm see him we come on, perhaps yeah. instead. Yeah, but um, okay. Well, look, we got to we got to move on. Um, Can I just move... mention the Chelsea ladies very quickly? Yes, I was going to say. Winners. What about the Chelsea, Chelsea ladies? That was one... a game I did see. <laughs> oh, you saw that? <laughs> oh, what the cup final? I saw the cup final. Yeah. yeah so yeah. They, but on Sunday they beat Birmingham four nil. Yeah, uh, top back of the league. Top, back at the top of the table. Yeah. Most of the game with ten players after Gemma Davison was sent off. So fine effort from the girls. Yeah, they're doing really well. I think it's exciting. Hopefully, we'll be getting Emma on in the next few weeks. Excellent. But. And um, just want to go really forwards um, before we finish the podcast. And um, we we have the little matter of Man City away. Now, for me, this is kind of a doesn't mean anything kind of game because of the stage of the season it's at. Because in so many ways, if we lose, we're five points behind City. It's probably better to be five points behind City after two games than after 32 games. Um, I'm not as relaxed as that. No, I'm not. Well, I, I'm. I'm going to have to be because I. I think it's going to be a very interesting game. I think they started well, as you say, poor side. I think we will see changes for Mourinho. I reckon he'll put Zuma in, and if Fabregas plays, he'll go up instead of Oscar, possibly, or maybe. Yeah, yeah I, I think. I think that's what he'll do. He'll, he'll put someone in Yaya. How do we see this game? How do we see it panning out? Jeff? I think. I think we'll draw up there. Okay. I think. I don't disagree with that. Actually, I think when we've played Man City before, it ain't going to be an expansive game. No. We will park the bus, like we always do when we go out to the Etihad. We'll do a job on Toure. He'll stick Matic on Toure like he always does, neutralise him. Um, Ivanovic and, and uh, Dave are not going to be troubled by anyone who's got the pace of Montero. Um, you know, there's nobody in that team that's got that. Well, Navas role. does. We know about yeah. Sterling. We know about Sterling. Sterling has pace. We know about Sterling, but we know about them. And um, Sterling doesn't play that. That you know, as, no, as he won't skin him on play. the outside. No, he won't if do that. He always one. looks to go inside. If we true. can nick that goal, then it's open season. You know? I think they'll try and play that ball through the the our central defenders for Sterling to race onto. Though we'll play narrow. Yeah, we'll I play th- narrow in that game, and we'll park the bus. And, and I think and, we'll play deep as well. Yeah, I do. And and so you know, don't expect a thrill fest. I think it'll be. Well, I think it'll be a nail bite fest. Yeah, I think it will be. Like yeah. it always is. Yeah, it always is. It's not going to be expensive. We're not going to be going, going up. But this I do football. expect us to see Zuma. Oh, that, that's interesting. And I, I I wouldn't be surprised. But I think as well that you know to to just to pick up on your point about whether it would be a problem. I think if we're going to challenge for the title, we've got to beat the teams at the top of the table we've got to beat the Man Cities or we've got to get results and neutralise them at the yeah. very least we can't afford to I'm, let Man City have a five point lead after two games well you know we'll, we'll see um, but, you in, but if you're saying it's better this happens at the very beginning of the season than with four months to go you're right would, with, yeah, especially with what I think you said something very interesting to did me I? yes you did <laughs> I mean, and it woke me that? from my reverie um, that you said that you felt that this team would evolve through the season and, yeah. and towards the middle to the end of the season we'd see a very different Chelsea side. Well, I think side. it'll be the, what my point being, I think the it'll, reverse be, it'll be the reverse. So I think we'll start slow uh, or slow, but I think we'll start measured and steady and I think actually we'll, we'll get into our stride as the season goes on and we'll become more like um, the Man United uh, teams under Ferguson that kind of kicked on in the second half of the season. I believe that that's what's going to happen this year. I don't know why. I've got nothing to base, no evidence to base it on. It's just the feeling I've got is that I think it'll take a little bit of time for us. I to, always love your feelings, do Andy. Do you think we're going to sign anyone else before the end of the window? I we, think we have we've to. picked up Baba Ram. Yeah. Baba Rahman's going to... Has, has he come now? Was, he, was that announced today? No, it's still not, be, it's still not been done. officially announced. Oh, OK. So, Sorry about that. I thought that's, it was done. I think no. that's pretty much a done I deal. A chance to I check do think we'll get stones, but I think it'll come towards the end of the window because I think that Mourinho's made it very clear that he wants 
John Stones, and that would be a great signing. I'm not. I'm not ruling out another big creative signing. I'm not ruling out no. a Koke or a. You know, so I don't think we'll get anyone at the level of Pogba, but we'll certainly get another creative player because I think Mourinho knows that we need some. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up with uh, the first prediction from you two this season. City away. How do we see that? Well, nil-nil or one-one, like I was saying. Well, you've got to pick one of them. You can't have them both. (sighs) I better go for one-one then. All right. Who's going to score for us? (laughs) I want scorers this year. Leave it out. Nil-nil. I'm going nil-nil. I'm going three-nil Chelsea. Oh, oh here we go. <laughs> Mystic bloody Kerry's no, I'm going to go, go 2-1 us. Oh, yeah. Falcao really? in the last minute. I think that's what I said. Oh, for well, the I, last hope so. I hope you're right. I hope you're right and I'm wrong. I, I, I we see need this as a, a the new most, player to become a legend. I think this is going to be the most boring game you're ever going to see. Wouldn't that be great though? Falcao being at United, being a bit pony up oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, Come yeah. and score oh, the winner no, against City. That would be spectacular. It's going to be a great headline. Thank you very much, Jeff. Thank you very much, Andy. This has been a Chelsea. Keep the faith and we'll see you all next week. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.